I'm Lisa with Enable. We are coming to a city near you. We are on the road for our 2024 roadshows. Come learn about Enable, our products, what we have to offer, and network with some IT professionals in your area. We hope to see you there. Register today and we'll see you soon. Sometimes I was a bit too enthusiastic and started using things a bit too early. This week on Now That's It, Roger de Jong of Kemba in the Netherlands talks about his journey from starting out as a Microsoft consultant to building a successful MSP. We're also currently combining the, the two parts of the company to work together a bit more. Welcome to Now That's It, stories of MSP success, where we dive into the journeys of some of the trailblazers in our industry to find out how they used their passion for technology to help turn managed services into the thriving sector it is today. I'm going to try to pronounce it correctly. Rohir? <laughs> yes, I see. I made it even worse. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll go. We'll go with Roger because, as an American, that's the that's the best I can do. So that's no problem. Yeah. Okay. Thank I've, you. I've lived in America for you. Well, well I'll, they call me Roger. Okay. Sounds good. Well, thank you very, very much for being here. Why don't we start off by you introducing yourself and telling us a little bit about your role at Kemet? Okay. Well, as I'll, I'll pronounce my name. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so my name is Rogier de Jong. Dutch is, and in English, I'm, I usually call myself Roger Young. So okay. That's that's a, that's a literal translation okay. of my name. I'm I've been working for Cambit, my my current company, for almost fifteen years now. Fifteen? Yep. Not fifty. Fantastic. Uh, I started out as a, a Microsoft consultant primarily, and about seven years ago, eight years ago, we the, the a new director came and wanted to build out the MSP part of our company and he needed a, a technical conscience somebody who could yeah, have the end say in, in what sort of technologies we use and how we implement stuff at customers so so I, I started talking with him and I said well I, I would like that role and he said well if you want it please come and help me and so that's how it started It's and yeah Along the way, we we made some some good decisions. I think Azure. We 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 adopted Azure in a, in a pretty early stage, so we had time to make mistakes before before the customers really had had to experience the mistakes. So yeah, so that's yeah that's my role is is a technical manager. We called it because technical conscience is not something that you put on a card or no. you have to explain yourself every yeah. time. Yeah. But uh, yeah. That's great. So tell us a little bit about Kembit. You've been there for fifteen years. That's fantastic. Tell us a little bit about the company. Who are the who are the current sort of customers that that you guys have and, and how big is the company? The company combined, so as I said, it's it's a it's it's a combination of an MSP and uh and a consultancy branch combined with with all the the HQ, it's it's about 120, 130 people. Mm -hmm. So, and I think about 50 of them are MSP part. As I'm saying this, we're we're combining. We're also currently combining the the two parts of the company to work together a bit more. But yeah, we would. So that's that's the size of our company. We're located in 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 the Netherlands, in the south of the Netherlands. Really, I don't know if you have a map of the Netherlands in your head, but there's a long small part on the on the right and we're in the south of that that part of the Netherlands that's that's our main office we have an office in Eindhoven that's a little bit more more up 
and we have a, a small branch also near Utrecht. So that's that's where we're located. We actually our our main office is is an old well, it's a castle. It's not as nice <laughs> as the castle over here. Yeah, it's called a castle in the Netherlands. Neat. It's a very old building. So so that's that's also nice where we can invite our customers and it's it's old meets new. It's it's the 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 medieval part meeting the new technology. So uh, yeah. So it's a nice place. It's it's good to to work there. And I I live only fifteen minutes away, so my commuting time is is perfect. So very good, very good. So you talked a little bit during your introduction about some of the good decisions you made, but talk a little bit about over the last fifteen years. What have been some of, what have some of the challenges that Kembit and maybe even from a technology perspective that you guys have run into, and and how did you get over this? I think the challenge, one of the things, and you said, how did we get over those? Yeah. I don't think we, we finally figured it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, It's okay. <laughs> but we're working on it. But uh-huh. Yeah, because we, we started out as a consultant uh, company. And when you're, as a consultant, when you go to a, to a, a customer, you do what the customer asks. Yeah. Even if it's, if you think, well, that's not maybe a smart decision or, and I think that's one of the, one of the things that you, I think have to be careful with a little bit is the customer is always right because I think in our branch that's seldom true it's, and and you have to tell the customer that but but politely but but I think if you if you keep on saying well customer if you want it like that we'll do it like that then you have to spend a lot of time cleaning it up also and so I think that's that's one of the things that that we yeah, learn to do also, and 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 more made. Yeah, suggest to the customer. No, you you want this as a result, so you should do it like this, and not the way you think yeah. you should do it. So. Yep, that's 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 great. And you're not alone. What you're experiencing, we see partners running into the same thing. The mix between standard and non-standard. From my past experience, right? I we talked over breakfast. I worked at an MSP that was 20 employees that grew to 300 employees over a, a 15 year period of time. And when we talked to customers, it was a it was a big shift for us to say this is what this is our offer. This is what it looks like. And and you either take it or you leave it, right? Like we're, yeah. we're you know, this is what we feel is the minimum viable stack. This is the security credentials, the security protocols that should be in there. And while you may need not need everything, we know better, right? And yeah. so it's that's a yeah. big shift for yeah. to, to make that, and it's not easy. Either. Yeah, yeah, and also, yeah, as you say, to have, to have the courage to say to the customer, yeah, it's this, yeah, or, or it's not us. That's, yeah, that's yeah. yeah, that's not in our genes. So I, I, the one thing I'll, I'll say, and 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 hopefully this is what Embed is sort of experiencing as well is, you know, there is some room for flexibility. It doesn't have to be. You know, this is the this is the end to end solution, right? And and so the more the more standard an offering can look like, the better things are gonna be, obviously from an, an efficiency perspective and a scalability perspective. But but to your point earlier, I mean, when you walk into an end when you walk into a specific industry and they say, Well, we really need this. This is really important from a data protection or from a security perspective. I think it's really important that you obviously keep your ears open and yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's great. Yeah. Yeah, and also that's well, that's interesting that you say because yeah. we're the last couple of years we're more focusing on, on healthcare mm-hmm. and uh, pharmaceutical industry, 
and well, then you, <laughs> we're not experts in that field, but sure. when, then when the customer says, well, we need this much on auditing mm -hmm. information, then yeah, our first thing for a technician is to say, well, do you really need that much? But uh, if they need it for compliance, that's, that's the things yeah, that you have to, you can't say, well, we don't do that at all. You can, but then you don't get the customer. Yep. So you, yeah, you, you still have to adapt to the, to the needs of the customer. That's great. Roger, uh, what, what was the point over the last 15 years, or was there a point where you sort of realized this is it? You know, I, I, I made the right decision. I'm, I'm at the right spot. You know, what, what was that point when you, you just sort of realized now, now that's it. I, I figured it out. Well, one, one thing I think that what was a good decision was the adoption of Azure. Mm -hmm. I think that, that it, when I, cause I'm, well, I'm, I'm a very Microsoft minded man. I'm, I'm also a trainer, mm -hmm. Microsoft certified trainer. I have almost 40 Microsoft certifications, so I, I know the world and I, some of the products, maybe we got in too early and, and they, they died. The, the system center products, I don't know if you know them. Mm -hmm. but I was a very, I liked them, a very enthusiastic person about them too, but they slowly, I don't know if they even exist still anymore, yeah. but, but again, Azure, yeah, we, we started using it. We also, we have a small developer, we're small, we, we have a development department also, and they needed to have a stable platform and yeah, Windows Server they, they aren't as stable as possible. So that was one of the very first commercial uses that we had for Azure to just use the, the, the SQL platform as a service part of Azure. And we used that for a long time without expanding to the rest and then one time when I said, well, I think it's, I think we should use more, especially when Office 365 came up, of course, and then you have Azure AD already in the back. Mm -hmm. And I said, yeah, we, we should use more of that because this is where the, where the world is going to. And uh, maybe sometimes I was a bit too enthusiastic and started using things a bit too early for Microsoft. Everybody knows Microsoft, you only get in after version 2.0, <laughs> version one. 1.0 is not, it's not, it's a tryout for Microsoft. And then they say, okay, we did a lot of things wrong. We're going to start all over yep. and then it's good. And so version 2, 2.0 of Azure, the, well, how do they call it? The resource variant instead of the, the, the service variant that they started out, that, that was stale and, and still uh, you, you learn things and you, you progress. But I think as you, yeah, we, we, we made mistakes, but it was before the customer noticed anything. And so we, we, we had early adopters of customers and they were pretty, pretty good. So, so I, <laughs> I think it's, it's funny because we're, I, I think I'm one of the customers of Enable who's been asking for the, the Azure SSO for yep. the longest time. Yep. Cause, cause that was for me important. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and all our other tools, they, they already had it and. And the, the funny thing, you know, Enable, they kept saying, yeah, it's going to be there. It's going to be and this year, really, really. And now it's finally here. But, and then I hear in the, in the audience that a lot of other companies, they say, well, yeah, we don't know. Yeah, we're, we're not seeing. So that's a bit strange for me because I think they're yeah, yeah. not as far with Azure or. You were an early adopter. And, and I would agree that even in the States, we see there's a mix of MSPs that have 
gone all in from a cloud perspective. And, and early on, they figured out a way to, to bundle their services on top of public cloud and use some of those as a service type offerings from Microsoft and, and, and some of the other major providers. But there's still a lot that, you know, for one reason or another, just haven't moved maybe as aggressively. And, and you know, from my experience, cloud isn't going anywhere. It is, it is continuing to progress. And, and that's great that you were sort of an early adopter. Yeah. yeah. Roger, tell me, what, what's something you're really, really passionate about? And, and what do you bring to your team? I mean, you've, you've been in technology for a long time, but what gets you really excited? Well, I've always been, I don't know, do you know Kickstart? Mm-hmm. The, the old, yeah. really, that's, that's one of the first, well, I, I don't call it programming language, mm-hmm. but scripting language yeah. that I, I came in contact with. And that, that has always been, well, yeah, Kickstart kind of let it go the, the, the last couple of years, but uh-huh. I was very enthusiastic about that. And then Phoebe script in Kickstart, actually, there's a, a user board of Kickstart. You know it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Look up the name Drill Sergeant. That's me. <laughs> I've, well, I, we're going to have a lot of talks about about Kickstart. But the, there was a, a championship of Kicks Golf, they called it. And the object of the game was to write a program, write a script, and then make it as short as possible. Mm. And I've, I've won that, I think, two years in a row. I was the champion of, of Kicks, Kicks Golf. So. That was a long time ago, yeah. but, uh, but I have to get back to, to now. Yeah. Scripting was always very helpful for me because as Bill Gates says, a good administrator is a lazy administrator. That's right. So I always use Kickstart to, to ease my, my tasks, VB script to ease my tasks. And when PowerShell came, I thought, well, this, it's going to be, this is a very important step for you. And, and for a long time, I've always said, well, if, if somebody comes to our, co- our, our company and they don't uh, want to learn PowerShell or they don't know PowerShell, then they're not right for us. Because right. I think that's it's such an important part of the technical baggage that you need to have to script. Because nowadays, yeah, if you, if you only can, in Azure, if you, if you can only configure things through the portal, it's it's too slow, it's too, yeah, you make too many mistakes. You can make a lot of mistakes with PowerShell too, but, but I think that's, that's one of the things that I, that I'm passionate about also. And that's sometimes when I'm not, yeah, last couple of years, I'm more writing papers and things and, sure. and that I miss just writing scripts and, and, but yeah, I sometimes do it and I still got it a bit. So <laughs> it's, it's really smart. The, the most sort of successful MSPs have, in my opinion, gone sort of all in on automation and, and they're finding a way to do things more efficiently. And that obviously shows up in the bottom line when, when you can support, you know, four times as many devices with one person that uh, maybe the, the normal MSP can. And so I, I'd love to hear that, that you've put an investment in that and that you're passionate about that. And, and I wish yeah. you the best of luck on that too. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much for being here, Roger. You, you, this is a, a great session and I loved hearing about your history and, and a bit more about Kemet. Thank you. Well, thank you very much. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on YouTube or your preferred podcast platform and follow Enable on LinkedIn. We appreciate your support and encourage you to leave a rating or review as it helps us reach more listeners who can benefit from the wealth of knowledge shared on this show.